From the studios of Fractal Recording, this is The Mystic Show, episode 96. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome. Welcome to The Mystic Show. I am your host, Chris Curran, and uh, I'm happy you're able to join me. This is the show where we talk about spirituality and meditation and mindfulness and a whole lot of personal development. That's right. We are all mystics in training And uh, we have a lot to learn, and we have a lot to unlearn as well. Speaking of the prefix un, this show's all about the unseen and otherworldly. And uh, we broadcast live every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on the Fractal Stream. And then we archive every show as a podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, and on our website, themysticshow.net. That's right, themysticshow.net. You'll find links to our social media and links to the Fractal Stream and also all our previous episodes. And we've had some great guests. You can search by keywords. They're all tagged very well. It's there's pictures. It's it's nice. Go ahead and poke around on themysticshow.net. And we'd also like to thank our sponsor. Yes, pause your life. And in a few days, Pause Your Life is going to have their first meeting in Manhattan. Yep, so Pause Your Life does meetups and retreats, and it's all based around the idea of pausing your life, right? Pause your life. So modern day life is so crazy and relentless and uh, frantic most times, right, that we never actually stop and just be... A human being. We're too busy being so many other things and doing so many things. So doing is good, but taking time for yourself and and reconnecting with your essence as a human being is very important. And that's what Pause Your Life helps people do. So their website is pauseyourlife.org. Pauseyourlife.org. And um, yeah, and the spring retreat is coming up for Pause Your Life. For those of you who are registered, it's almost here. It's coming. So I'm happy today to continue reading from our James Allen book. This book we're reading from is called From Poverty to Power. It was published in 1901. And there's several sections of the book. And we're reading from this section is called The Secret of Health, Success, and Power. The Secret of Health, Success, and Power. And we read the first part yesterday, and it was very much about how our thoughts affect 
our physical health. And this is something I believe is absolutely true, and a lot of people believe it as well. Um, science might not be able to prove these things in, in a laboratory experiment, but, well, we all know that there's a huge connection between your thinking and your physical health. Um, I mean, just look at the placebo effect, right? People are given pills, and they're told that this pill is going to whatever, make you feel like X, Y, and Z, right? And they say, this is a strong pill. It's going to make you feel a lot. And then you, they take the pill, and of course, there's nothing in the pill. The pill is just like sugar or water, or whatever. There's nothing. The pill is literally nothing, right? So the patient takes the pill, and all of a sudden they feel, oh, wow, I feel it. It's, you know, they literally have the reaction in their body of, a certain effect, but the pill was nothing. And and the placebo effect is a well-known phenomena that's admitted to by science. It's indisputable, all kinds of evidence. So that's, that itself is proof enough for me. And besides just this somehow the internal knowing that that's true, so let's continue with this section here. Again, uh, we're reading from the book From Poverty to Power by the English mystic James Allen. This section is called The Secret of Health, Success, and Power. And we're, we're in the middle of it. We'll just read, read the middle section here. So here we go. The following story illustrates the close relation that exists between habits of mind and bodily conditions. A certain man was afflicted with a painful disease, and he tried one physician after another, but all to no purpose. He then visited towns which were famous for their curative waters, and after having bathed in them all, his disease was more painful than ever. One night he dreamed that a presence came to him and said, Brother, hast thou tried all the means of cure? And he replied, I have tried all. Nay, said the presence, come with me, and I will show thee a healing bath which has escaped thy notice. The afflicted man followed, and the presence led him to a clear pool of water, and said, Plunge thyself in this water, and thou shalt surely recover, and thereupon vanished. The man plunged into the water, and on coming out, lo, his disease had left him, and at the same moment he saw written above the pool the word, Renounce. Upon waking, the full meaning of his dream flashed across his mind. And looking within, he discovered that he had, all along, been a victim to a sinful indulgence, and he vowed that he would renounce it forever. He carried out his vow, and from that day 
his affliction began to leave him. And in a short time, he was completely restored to health. Many people complain that they have broken down through overwork. In the majority of such cases, the breakdown is more frequently the result of foolishly wasted energy. If you would secure health, you must learn to work without friction. To become anxious or excited, or to worry over needless details, is to invite a breakdown. Work, whether of brain or body, is beneficial and health-giving, and the man who can work with a steady and calm persistency, freed from all anxiety and worry, and with his mind utterly oblivious to all but the work he has in hand, will not only accomplish far more than the man who is always hurried and anxious, but he will retain his health, a boon which the other quickly forfeits. True health and true success go together for they are inseparably intertwined in the thought realm. As mental harmony produces bodily health, so it also leads to a harmonious sequence in the actual working out of one's plans. Order your thoughts and you will order your life. Pour the oil of tranquility upon the turbulent waters of the passions and prejudices and the tempests of misfortune howsoever they may threaten will be powerless to wreck the bark of your soul as it threads its way across the ocean of life and if that bark be piloted by a cheerful and never failing faith its course will be doubly sure, and many perils will pass it by which would otherwise attack it. By the power of faith, every enduring work is accomplished. Faith in the supreme, faith in the overruling law, faith in your work, and in your power to accomplish that work. Here is the rock upon which you must build if you would achieve, if you would stand and not fall. To follow, under all circumstances, the highest promptings within you. To be always true to the divine self to rely upon the inward light, the inward voice, and to pursue your purpose with a fearless and restful heart, believing that the future will yield unto you the meed of every thought and effort. Knowing that the laws of the universe can never fail and that your own will come back to you with mathematical exactitude, this is faith and the living of faith.
By the power of such a faith, the dark waters of uncertainty are divided. Every mountain of difficulty crumbles away, and the believing soul passes on unharmed. Strive, O reader, to acquire above everything else the priceless possession of this dauntless faith, for it is the talisman of happiness, of success, of peace, of power, of all that makes life great and superior to suffering. Build upon such a faith, and you build upon the rock of the eternal. And with the materials of the eternal, and the structure that you erect will never be dissolved, for it will transcend all the accumulations of material luxuries and riches, the end of which is dust. Whether you are hurled into the depths of sorrow or lifted upon the heights of joy, ever retain your hold upon this faith. Ever return to it as your rock of refuge. And keep your feet firmly planted upon its immortal and immovable base. Centered in such a faith, you will become possessed of such a spiritual strength as will shatter, like so many toys of glass, all the forces of evil that are hurled against you, and you will achieve a success such as the mere striver after worldly gain can never know or even dream of. If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this. But if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. There are those today, men and women, tabernacled in flesh and blood, who have realized this faith, who live in it, and by it day by day and who, having put it to the uttermost test, have entered into the possession of its glory and peace. Such have sent out the word of command, and the mountains of sorrow and disappointment, of mental weariness and physical pain, have passed from them, and have been cast into the sea of oblivion. If you will become possessed of this faith, you will not need to trouble about your success or failure, and success will come. You will not need to become anxious about results, but will work joyfully and peacefully, knowing that right thoughts and right efforts will inevitably bring about right results. I know a lady who has entered into many blissful satisfactions, and recently a friend remarked to her, Oh, how fortunate you are. You only have to wish for a thing, and it comes to you. And it did, indeed, appear so on the surface.
But in reality, all the blessedness that has entered into this woman's life is the direct outcome of the inward state of blessedness, which she has, throughout life, been cultivating and training toward perfection. Mere wishing brings nothing but disappointment. It is living that tells. The foolish wish and grumble. The wise work and wait. And this woman had worked. Worked without and within. But especially within upon heart and soul. And with the invisible hands of the spirit she had built up, with the precious stones of faith, hope, joy, devotion, and love, a fair temple of light, whose glorifying radiance was ever round about her. It beamed in her eye. It shone through her countenance. It vibrated in her voice. And all who came into her presence felt its captivating spell. And as with her, so with you. Your success, your failure, your influence, your whole life you carry about with you. For your dominant trends of thought are the determining factors in your destiny. Send forth loving, stainless, and happy thoughts, and blessings will fall into your hands, and your table will be spread with the cloth of peace. Send forth hateful, impure, and unhappy thoughts, and curses will rain down upon you, and fear and unrest will wait upon your pillow. You are the unconditional maker of your fate, be that fate what it may. Every moment you are sending forth from you the influences which will make or mar your life. Let your heart grow large and loving and unselfish, and great and lasting will be your influence and success even though you make little money. Confine it within the narrow limits of self-interest, and even though you become a millionaire, your influence and success at the final reckoning will be found to be utterly insignificant. And that's the end of the little piece we're going to read today. We'll, uh, we'll ponder that for a minute here on The Mystic Show.
All right, welcome back to the Mystic Show, and thank you to um, it's a band called The Naked and Famous. Um, for that interlude music right there, that's a song called "We Are Leaving" by The Naked and Famous. So thank you guys. I'm following them on Twitter. And I like that album. I think the album is called In Rolling Waves. It's a, it's a good one. Um, so welcome back to the Mystic Show. I'm happy you can join me. And um, we broadcast live every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time here on the Fractal Stream. And of course, on our website, you can find all the previous episodes as well. And links to everything. Uh, TheMysticShow.net www.themysticshow.net check it out so that was uh that was a really great reading from James Allen and I I mean do we even have to say that anymore <laughs> do we even have to mention that it's a great reading or a great section because they all are that's one of the reasons I love James Allen so much is it's just so powerful uh the things he's discussing and, and giving to us. And it's great to be able to uh, ponder these things too, right? I mean, we're reading them here, and you can read them on your own, of course. Um, but it's, it's interesting to think about what, what he wrote. So, well, the first he told the story of the man who was afflicted with a painful disease, right? And he tried... He went to all these different physicians and no one could help him. And he went to this town that supposedly had, you know, the water could cure diseases. And he went there and and that didn't work. And then he had the dream where this presence, I guess some kind of spiritual presence came to him and said, hey, have you tried everything? Jump in this clear pool of water. So he did. And uh, as he got out of the water, he looked up and the word renounce was written there. And so anyway, that was his dream. So he woke up out of the dream and thought, you know what? Renounce. Cause he had been indulging in some probably, you know, probably eating or drinking or whatever. He, he had a sinful indulgence. And so he stopped that and the disease went away. His sickness went away. So, I mean, Right? We can't go to a doctor for every little thing. I mean, because we create so much of it for ourselves. And if you're if you go to a doctor and you get pills for something, if you're still creating the negative condition within yourself, the pills are not going to do anything. They're only going to cause more side effects and be be more harmful, right? So, I I think we're in control of our physical body much more than than we know. And in a way, the physical body and the mind and the soul, right? They're really all one thing. We kind of talk about, you know, mind, body, spirit as three different things, but in a way, they're all one thing, right? You're a human being. So we only kind of separate them to to talk about each part, which is fine, right? Um, but in the end, we're all we're one unit, right? We're a human being. So then he says some people complain they've been broken down by being overworked. 
And he says that we need to learn how to work without friction, which means without anxiety or worry and and this kind of thing, which is interesting because like like I mentioned at the <laughs> beginning of the show when I was talking about pause your life, that the world is so frantic, right? Everyone's anxious and worried and running around and um, it it wears on you, right? So then he got into faith, right? He starts talking about faith and how important faith is. And he even quotes the Bible. I believe it's the Bible about moving the mountain, right? Taking the mountain and throwing it into the sea. I mean, it sounds biblical, even if uh, it must be from the Bible. Um, but faith, right? Faith is just one of the most important things. And there's different kinds of faith, right? He talks about these different kinds of faith, faith in yourself, faith in the universe. Um, and how faith, if we build our structure upon the rock of faith, it, it's a real structure then. And it won't, it won't be taken down by, uh, by any storm. And then he mentions this woman, right? Who, um, he says, I know a lady who has entered into many blissful satisfactions and a friend recently remarked to her, oh, how fortunate you are. You only have to wish for a thing and it comes to you. And, you know, she was successful, healthy, um, and loving, you know, living life, loving life. And, and uh, James Allen tells us that this is because she has worked. She's worked at this. Uh, where does he say? Um right the uh and this he says the foolish wish and grumble the wise work and wait and this woman had worked worked within and without but especially within upon the heart and soul right she was building up her faith her hope her joy her devotion and and you know thinking good thoughts along all those lines and uh to someone looking from the outside it might seem that this woman was like lucky or fortunate or whatever um but in reality this woman throughout her whole life was working on herself to build up the inner strength and the inner perfection which is reflected in outer perfection and it it's i love the way james i mean think just think about this james allen writes it beamed in her eye it shone through her countenance it vibrated in her voice, and all who came into her presence felt its captivating spell. I mean, how cool is that? It beamed in her eye, right? Sometimes you see people, they just look vibrant and alive, and there's like a deeper dimension to them as a human being, right? Whereas other people, you know, sometimes criminals and things, they have these eyes that are like a shark's eyes, like there's nothing beyond them. Like there's no soul there. It, se it seems like, of course there is a soul there, but it's, it's not a, it's, it's going through its own process. But some people, there just seem like a, like dead, like shallow and heartless and soulless. Uh, other people are the opposite, like this woman that James Allen describes. And, uh, I recently re met a guy that I know at a networking event and he just did not look good. You know, I mean, he, 
it looked like he aged about 10 years or, or five years maybe. And it just, I, I don't know. I could just sense the stress on him and it's unfortunate. People stress themselves out with work and everything else. And that's another thing. Once you, once you're on the spiritual path and you're meditating, you become more sensitive. You actually see things that other people don't see. You know, you can sense things and Anyway, that's a, we could do a whole show about that, how to manage all that. Because that, it takes some uh, practice, right? We have to balance our sensitivity with our tolerance. And uh, anyhow, so I hope you enjoyed that reading from uh, the part of the James Allen book. And um, maybe if you think any thoughts today, talk about it with some other people or... Maybe leave some comments on themysticshow.net or uh, maybe write in your diary. I don't know. Do you have a diary yet? Well, I thank you for listening. Have a great day. And uh, as always, keep shining.